Welcome to Add Bible, an audio daily devotion from the Ezra Project. We join Alan J. Huth as he shares Bible passages and comments from over 30 years of his personal Bible reading journals. Today we are in Matthew chapter 9, and we'll listen to Faith Comes by Hearing's reading of the 38 verses of Matthew chapter 9. Matthew 9 And getting into a boat, he crossed over, and came to his own city. And behold, some people brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. And behold, some of the scribes said to themselves, This man is blaspheming. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Rise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He then said to the paralytic, Rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And he rose and went home. When the crowd saw it, they were afraid, and they glorified God who had given such authority to men. As Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth. And he said to him, Follow me. And he rose and followed him. And as Jesus reclined at table in the house, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and were reclining with Jesus and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard it, he said, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Then the disciples of John came to him, saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, Can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. No one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch tears away from the garment, and a worse tear is made. Neither is new wine put into old wineskins. If it is, the skins burst, and the wine is spilled, and the skins are destroyed. But new wine is put into fresh wineskins, and so both are preserved. While he was saying these things to them, behold, a ruler came in and knelt before him, saying, My daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her, and she will live. And Jesus rose and followed him with his disciples. And behold, a woman who had suffered from a discharge of blood for twelve years came up behind him, and touched the fringe of his garment. For she said to herself, If I only touch his garment, I will be made well. Jesus turned, and seeing her, he said, Take heart, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And instantly the woman was made well. And when Jesus came to the ruler's house and saw the flute players and the crowd making a commotion, he said, Go away, for the girl is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But when the crowd had been put outside, 
he went in and took her by the hand, and the girl arose. And the report of this went through all that district. And as Jesus passed on from there, two blind men followed him, crying aloud, Have mercy on us, son of David! When he entered the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it done to you. And their eyes were opened, and Jesus sternly warned them, See that no one knows about it. But they went away and spread his fame through all that district. As they were going away, behold, a demon-oppressed man who was mute was brought to him. And when the demon had been cast out, the mute man spoke, and the crowds marveled, saying, Never was anything like this seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said, He casts out demons by the prince of demons. And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. In 1992, when I read Matthew 9, in my journal I wrote, Jesus has the authority on earth to forgive sin. Jesus desires compassion, not sacrifice. And we don't put new life with Christ in the old lifestyle. Don't mourn the old life. Celebrate the new. In 2007, I quoted verse 5. When I started my journal, which is easier, to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk? For us, which is easier to see and believe? Physical healing? Which is more important? Forgiveness of sin. The crowd was awestruck to see a paralytic walk. How much more so when we see our sins forgiven by Almighty God? Jesus spent time with sinners. So often Christians spend most of our time with each other and not much time with, quote, sinners. I am guilty of this, spending almost all my time with Christians. I continued to write in my journal that year about verses 35 through 38 that it should be the Ezra Project to go to all the cities and villages, teaching in the churches, proclaiming the word of God, having compassion for dispirited Christians who are without spiritual leadership. Send me into the harvest of your church. And then I wrote my prayer that year. Make me a worker in your harvest field. Clarify my calling and help me succeed in it. I have a burden for men to be in God's word. Open doors to men. My prayer was more specifically about men that day because I was going to facilitate a men's retreat in a pretty large church here in Denver. So my focus was on men. But the Ezra Project is beyond just men. It's for all people. Our mission, our goal in life is to connect God's people to God's word. And that's why I was praying about sending me into the churches so that I could gain a harvest and get people back into the habit of daily Bible reading. That has been the mission of the Ezra Project for 
over 15 years. We speak in churches, and if you want, I'll be happy to come to your church and encourage people to be in the Word. And of course, now we do these podcasts so that you can spend time with Ad Bible each day, listening to a portion of God's Word, hearing about what it means and how it applies to our lives. So if the Lord leads, give me a call at Ezra Project. Go to the uh, website, ezraproject.net, and there's a contact page. Or you can call the Ezra Project at 303-369-8001. Call and invite me to come to your church so I can encourage your folks to spend more time in God's Word. The last two verses in this chapter say, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And you can do that by getting me to come to your church or by passing on Ad Bible to those in your circle of influence, your friends, your family, your church. Tell them about Ad Bible so they too can listen into God's Word on a daily basis. Father, we pray that we all could be laborers in your harvest field, and it could be as simple as passing on Ad Bible to some of our friends, or it could be as simple as inviting the Ezra Project to come to my church. In these ways, we can be a laborer in your harvest field. As I pray today, lay on my heart what I should do. Should I invite the Ezra Project to my church? Should I go visit with my pastor about the Ezra Project? Or who can I share the Ad Bible with today? Lord, let me be a laborer in your harvest field. In Jesus' name, amen.